Hi, I'm Darcy. And I'm Kelly. And thanks for joining us for And, and Another, Another Thing, where we talk about current events, pop culture, things we love, things we don't, all slathered in gobs of laughter, and all the feels. So grab a drink, sit down, and join us for And, and Another Thing with Darcy and, and Kelly, the podcast. <laughs> Hey thingies, this is Darcy. And this is Kelly. Hello, we have missed you thingies. We have. Today's episode is entitled New Year, New Hip, New Toed, New Us. Woo! We are so glad. I wish I had a little buzzer thingy. Oh, we need a bell, the bell behind you. Yes, we're getting our bell because yes. we always forget um, the bell. We are so um, <laughs> happy to be back with you. We meant to be back sooner, but yeah. we got waylaid a bit. And by we, I mean I did, <laughs> Kelly. Um, well, I was exhausted, so I was kind of grateful for the break a little bit. I was like, it's you don't feel, oh, that's okay. We can wait another week. <laughs> but we're happy to be back with you guys today. But Kels, uh, let's tell the people. Yes. So I think where we left off, if I was just about to get a new hip, and yes. by golly, I got one. <laughs> um, I was let go from that. I had it on December 19th. I had my new hip put in. I was home on the 20th or 21st. I can't remember now. Mm-hmm. Glorious new hip. I was making excellent progress. And then wah, 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 developed an infection in the incision. You Back in the hospital <laughs> for, ladies and gentlemen, I kid you not, oh, a full week. So and they so don't crazy. want you in the hospital for a full week. So yeah. to keep you in the hospital that long, it was crazy. I was in an isolation room because they didn't know what the infection was. Oh I was Lord. getting visited by infectious disease doctors. What? No, oh, yeah. I don't even know. what You didn't tell me any of this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Like Holy crap. Infectious disease doctors, and they were throwing every kind of antibiotic at it. At one point, I was on four different... IV antibiotics. Oh my God. And then one of them, vancomycin, kept blowing out my veins. So they had to keep changing the IV because my veins couldn't handle it. Because I guess vancomycin is like cow antibiotics. Oh. <laughs> wow. How's <laughs> that for your self esteem? Right? right, exactly. Anyway, I didn't even so think about that. Good yet. about myself right I'm now. On my bovine meds. Bovine meds. <laughs> um, but uh, a big shout out to the Santa Monica UCLA Orthopedic Hospital nurses. I had great nurses. That's wonderful. I can't even tell you how fantastic the nursing staff was. And man, you guys, their food is delicious. Really? It's like a full menu. You get to choose. I was having, every when that price of eggs went up, I was having an (laughs) omelet every morning. (laughs) Um, It was, I I mean, like proposing to the nurses. Hey, I'd like to marry you. Here's an omelet. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Their food, uh, it's no joke. Their food was fantastic. So if you have to be laid up for a week in the hospital and I did have some visitors a few visitors so that was very nice but it's scary and you know when you live alone we've talked about this on the Mm -hmm. show there are very few times that I feel sorry for myself for being single but in the hospital you just want your person there you know or when you're yeah god bless our friends Candace and Seamus who took me to the ER that was their date night and I refused (laughs) to let them stay with me I'm like no go and she actually said they ended up having a really nice dinner but thank you for taking me and then Candace actually picked me up too so 
Hmm. It's really important when you are single that you're not single because you have a, a village of people. So I appreciate right. all the people who helped me. Absolutely. But So that was my deal. Now I am recovered. I do have a wound vac machine that is attached to my body that I walk around with. Super um, sexy. Yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> that is keeping the infection fluids from pooling or whatever is the least gross way I could say it. <laughs> um, but I feel really good. I have physical therapy come twice a week and I have a visiting nurse. I'm back at work from home. going to be a, wh- a while till I could be back at work in person. And then we're looking at having lefty done maybe, left hip done maybe in June or July. Okay. So that's where I am. I took a couple steps the other day without even a walker. <gasps> I'm trying to transition Woo-hoo! from walker to cane, which hopefully will be in the next uh, week or so. So I'm doing mm. much better. So thank you all yes. for uh, being with us during um, this hiatus. And we're yes. back. And uh, Dars, you got you got a little step, hip and yeah, skipping your step. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, in the last uh, couple weeks, I have. I'm not going to say a lot about it, but I just dove in and took a chance and signed up to do a program that is going to help me expand my voice studio business as well as just my life. I think so. Great. And I'm really excited about it. It's a. It's. It's a scary endeavor, you know, if it doesn't work, it could be, <laughs> I could be living in a van down by the river, but <laughs> I am. It doesn't sound so bad at this point. <laughs> right, <me. laughs> exactly. So I'm just really excited about it. I'm feeling really hopeful and, and, and that, and that my life is going to change this year and the best of ways. So. And you seem really yeah. hopeful. I got to yeah. tell you, she came in to my, the studio, which is my living room <laughs> with really, I, I, what is it? A skip in your step, a lightness in oh, her anyway. That's nice to know. Very, yeah. um, I was definitely very in the dumps by the end of the year. I did not enjoy my tough. holidays. It was tough for all of us. And I, I just like. couldn't get the gumption up in the new year. Usually I'm excited about a new year and new chances and right. new, and I just wasn't this year. So this really that's a really little helped. different. And when you think yeah. about that January is over, it's like, where did January Crazy. go? Crazy. I know. Where, yeah. yeah. So anyway, on, on to February. And we're excited about this year, but, you know, we're going to try to keep this show light. Yes, it's, it's our return, we, but we, we're there's gonna some elephuncles in the room we got to talk yeah, about. Yeah. As we do. Well, I think we have to talk about Tyree Nichols because that's what's going on right now. Yeah. And um, yeah. they released the body cam footage or dash cam footage, whatever. It was horrifying. I haven't seen it yet, and I'm you may afraid not want to. to. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Tyree Nichols was beaten to death during a. Well, he was beaten. Then went to the hospital and died three days later. But he was beaten mm-hmm. during a traffic stop for, what was it, reckless driving. Okay. That's what he was pulled over for. Five officers, all of whom are black. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that is kind of important because if you see this cam, this, this footage, mm-hmm. it's, it's just horrific. At no point did anybody try and stop their fellow officers from just wailing on this man. That is just... You know, it made me think about, I watched, um, Emancipation this week, last week with Will Smith in it. Mm -hmm. It's on, uh, Apple TV, I believe. And it's basically the story of, of the slave that kind of was important to the abolitionist movement because he escaped. And when he got to safety, they took pictures of his back, which had such vicious the slashes scars from. from from whippings and he was known as whipped peter and that picture was used in the abolitionist movement to 
you know, help show the atrocities that were happening to people. And so this movie is is his story about his escape and, and what happened. And there's a point where he's being chased by law enforcement of the day. And one of them was a black man. And it's just this, there's just this moment of confrontation where, you know, the, the man's going to the police officer, the black police officer, like, I can talk to you to my boss and he can, you know, he's like, he's doing what he has to, to survive in that era. Right. You know what I mean? He went and sided with white people and to be a to be a black police officer in those days, I couldn't even imagine what he had to go through. I can't either. And yeah. then they have a whole scene where they're sitting there talking about using flying the N word around, and he's just sitting there and listening. And and what's he going to say? You know, he knows the only way he's going to survive is to stay there with and do that job hunting slaves. But that's how police enforcement got started in this country was to hunt slaves yep. that tried to escape. And it was, I think and now a lot here of we KKK are. members were police officers. Oh, I'm sure. That's a yeah. whole other story we could get into. But that said, it just makes me think of, and I don't know, obviously, what anybody's thinking, but it just makes me wonder if these police officers in this situation had the mentality of, you're going to make you're ruin this for every one of us. You're making us look bad and now you're going to pay for it. That's uh, the it, only thing I can like, cause why would you knowing the climate of the country right now and you're a black police officer, I would think the last thing you would do is even pull out your stick on a oh, and person of color. And I, I mean, it, it was, it was just appalling and I watched it specifically knowing we were going to talk about it today, but excuse me, my producer needs to get off my lap. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> in yeah. case you're hearing weird yeah. shuffling noises, the producer decided she was no longer comfortable on my lap. <laughs> so anyway, it, it you know, we've talked about it on the show before about, you know, people who have run and people who are like, if you just put your hands on the wheel like you're supposed to. And right. But because you disobey a cop's orders does not mean you get to be killed. It doesn't equal murder. It does yeah. not equal murder. Yeah. And he did run. You said Tyree did run after, after they tased him. After he was him. tased. Yeah. They, he, they tased him a couple times and he started running even after the tase. And that's when they really just started mm. wailing on him. And, and like I said, at no point did any one of them say, whoa, we're crossing a line. Let's just stop this. It, yeah. it became mob mentality and it just fed into each other and mm -hmm. it's just horrific and now the producer's bugging me okay and then and he was unarmed mm -hmm. and all five of the officers though have been charged with right um second degree murder and fired yeah. like they were, oh, they fired, were fired immediately right. yeah. and then were charged and then the chief of police in memphis was like this is unconscionable and this yeah. is not okay and made a statement and this, stuff but. yeah this is not this is not indicative of how the memphis police force yeah. is but yeah horrifying it's horrifying why like the fact that that would ha happen that anything like this is happening at all right now is just i don't understand it i don't know i don't understand it did did george floyd and everything after that just go right over your head like i don't understand 
I don't either. And oh, we got to okay, do better, really, Marika. Yeah, we do. And we really wanted to keep this show light. And we're going to, I'm going to swear that is the, that is the, the, whatever the hill I'm going to die on. Whatever. I don't know. <laughs> My words aren't working so well today. And we're not even drinking. Today right, is an alcohol free show because I'm on the oxycodone. Right. Okay. So we also have to mention, I'd be remiss if we did not mention, since it is the new year, the Monterey Park shooting um, right. at the Lunar New Year dance. 11 dead. It was 10. One of the injured now has died. It's 11 dead, nine injured people who are out celebrating Lunar New Year at a dance club. They were just most older people dancing. They're pretty sure the motive was the guy's ex-wife was in there dancing and he Mm. just shot up. Okay. And now Jolene's back on. (laughs) (laughs) This is a bumpy show today, kids. (laughs) Um, and our hearts go out to the families of all of the victims and actually all of the whole neighborhood of Monterey yeah. Park. It's what 85% a tragedy. Asian, that area. What a tragedy. And so, yeah, that's huge for them and, and sad. That's a cel- should have been celebrating. Just, you know, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like you can't go anywhere. I was at a basketball game last night at the Poly Pavilion at UCLA and... It was probably the first time ever, but I had a split second thought going in there. What would happen if? Yeah. Yeah. And that we shouldn't have to be like afraid to go anywhere because we're afraid somebody's going to get in with a gun, you know? Did they and check then, your purses? Oh my God. We had to have see-through bags I was just gonna say, and it had to be to a certain bags. size yeah. and all that stuff. But the thing is, I'm like, nobody, nobody's shooting up the Pauly Pavilion. They're going to places like these little dance studios or schools or places where they can hide a gun and get in. You know, it's like, thank you for the security Pauly Pavilion, but you're not the issue. They know they can't hide a gun and get in the door. Who knows what would happen if they didn't have plastic bags? Well, yeah. Yeah, but it's just like... I, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Well, speaking of schools, um, and then I swear we're going to go light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there was a six-year-old in Virginia who took his mother's, and it, she had a permit for it and everything. God knows where she kept it, because a six-year-old put it in his backpack to take to school. Ended up shooting his teacher in the chest, because she said something he didn't like. Three other teachers during that day had complained to the principal, this kid has a gun. He is showing it to people. He is terrifying other kids. You need to call his parents and get, no, they couldn't be bothered. They couldn't even, they wouldn't even check his backpack. Three other teachers complained that day that this kid had a gun. Oh my God. Nobody would take him out of class. Nobody would take him to the principal's office. And the kid ended up- What state was this? Virginia. Okay. And wouldn't call, they refused, could not be bothered is what the the teacher's lawyer said in the lawsuit. And boy, did they bring a lawsuit up against the school district. But in the meantime, the principal, assistant principal, and the superintendent have all resigned in order, in order not to face a lawsuit. Now, does that... Does that just work? I think they still are liable, right? Even if they don't have the job or does I that? I would think so. I don't know, but That's... a six-year-old kid. Well, how? What? what's going on in the six-year-old's life that he's angry enough to shoot a teacher because he didn't like what, what she said? Right. For one thing, it's like, and where are, why aren't you properly, I mean, or or maybe she did you know, well, stole how easy it properly, was it for but the kid how, to get the gun? yeah, how did he get it? Why did he, you know, if it's locked away, I mean, on one hand, it's like, if you lock it away in a place where a kid can't get it, then how can you get it quickly? If somebody breaks into your house well, and you need it, that's the whole it? big argument about it. If you, they say to keep it unloaded, 
can you load a gun and and use it for self-defense in that little amount of time that somebody's right. in your house. Not if you're not trained on how to use it exactly. for sure. And I would bet I would you know say it's probably more common that most people who have guns in their homes for safety are probably not really trained on using them. They've got a handgun or something like that. Right. Hunters, you know, you can say what you want about but that. But they know how to exactly. use their guns. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. But, I mean, crap. again, like you were saying, let's do better America. When does it come to the point where a kid, you don't like have a parent teacher conference, your kid just decides he's going to take a gun and shoot yeah. his teacher in the chest because she said something he didn't like. Yeah. This is an epidemic. Like, and this is a oh, singularly is. American problem. Like Gavin Newsom was being interviewed the other day and just saying this is the only country in the world where this goes on yep. like this. And there's a reason for that. And and it's because we have our guns. We allow anybody to have a gun who wants one. And we do nothing about keeping the illegal ones out of crazy people's hands, yeah. you know? And I'm just, I'm tired of that. I don't understand why. Well, and I, I should have looked understand. up the number, but what is it? It's going to be February. It's almost February in a day or so. And God knows how many shootings we've already had. Yeah. Yeah. In January. Just January. Just January. I should have looked it up. We'll look it up and put it in the notes on Facebook. Yeah. Anyway, we're going to keep this light. Yeah. Keep it light. Keep, keep it, it light. light. Documents. Let's talk about the documents. Let's talk about the documents. Uh, can somebody... Whatever happened to just leaving with a pad of sticky notes? Like... Right. Or the... Ba- I or don't the, understand. The, a stapler. The presidential bathrobe. Or some, right. Or some letterhead. Take the letterhead, you freaking narcissistic freaks. But I just... So I wrote some numbers down about... At this point... Somebody, uh, there's a conversation on Twitter going on that, you know, every living president right now has probably, you know, sent their teams to search their homes and their places stuff. Well, I'm sure they have because, and I, and I read an interesting article, but you go ahead and then. Yeah. Well, no, the joke is we're, we're all pretty sure that the only living president that doesn't have any documents hidden away is probably Jimmy Carter. Right. <laughs> that everybody else probably has some stuff stowed away. Now, the, here's the thing, the, the protocols for the National Archives needs to be handled because, you know, Biden says he didn't know he had documents, but the minute that they stumbled, his team stumbled across them, they immediately contacted the DOJ and he offered his home, his private home in Rhode Island to be searched. Right. He offered that. So they've been doing everything they can. Pence went a looking just in case and found about a dozen documents. So the difference is here. Okay. Pence found about a dozen documents so far. We don't know how many of those are classified. Biden, they found about 20 documents. About half of those are considered classified. They did find a bunch of notebooks that have his notes in them Uh that might contain classified information. My thing is, notebooks, now that's weird. Like, that's his personal property. Right, exactly. He's entitled to take that with him for his library in the future. But should he hand those over to the National Archives on the way out as well? You know, they're his notes. But... Anyway, but that compared to Trump's 200,000 pages of documents in multiple boxes, 300 of which are classified. And there are tiers of classification. Right. That's what I was going to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So we don't know how it was like just main 
just these five people should know. Eyes only is like the most classified, I think, if I understand correctly. It's just crazy. To me at this point, I'm, I'm mad at Drunk because I know like I know like I know after him refusing to hand in the documents that he was asked for right. a year and a half later, then they raid his home. Whereas Biden and Pence were on it and like, oh, look what we found. Here you go, guys. Whatever you need, right. we Here's are going to help key. you. Go check yeah. it out. And... You know, we know Biden isn't in love with dictators. And I think Pence is just a patsy. So I don't think he is. I hate his politics, but I don't really consider him necessarily a dishonest man. Me either. Neither. So we know Trump is because he lives in dishonesty. Right. And I, I think that was it's something two different that pained, things. Yeah, it's different. I think that, sorry, I didn't mean to. I no, think that's, that's right. actually something that pained Pence mm -hmm. is that he was Patsy for this horrible, yes. horrible man. And if he is as religious as he claimed, that had to have weighed on him. Yeah, hopefully. So I read something. This woman was saying that too much stuff is, is classified. And that's the problem. Like Probably. even if it's a lunch menu, it's classified because mm -hmm. it says who was at the luncheon. Right. So what really needs to be classified and what doesn't, mm -hmm. and you're going to find that every living president does have classified documents because it could have been the notes from the, you know, the, the grocery list that they wanted for, you know, whatever. Right. Everything is doc is yeah. classified that is written in the Oval right. Office or anything. And also, you know, these, these people, these gentlemen so far are not packing their own offices up at the end. Correct. Their aides and assistants are doing it for them. So those people need to be made very clear on what goes in the box to go home and what goes in the box to the National right. Archives or wherever it's supposed to go. Well, and I think there's a distinction, like you said, between Trump, what he took. And I think there's a specific documents that were taken. Mm. For eyes to see. Right, yeah. And there were other documents that got packed in the wrong box that I didn't realize this needed mm -hmm. to stay. Yeah, I there's a difference between that. the two. And, and I'm we not know... blowing smoke, and I'm not even trying to be like, you know, liberal versus... Rep I'm really not. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying I think there's a distinction there. Absolutely. And and I think that's why there's this is different. What Trump has going on is different than what Biden Pence have going on because of that, because of that distinction. And also because... Trump has not been shy about what a danger he is to national security in general, right. you know? So it's, it's different. And the fact that he refused to hand them in, in the first place is also. And who had a thing who could obtain those documents, who could look right. at them. Right. Yeah. And they're just sitting in his freaking resort. You know, not not even carefully packed away from what I understand. Well, and not... I keep saying they should be looking in Ivana's grave because I think he buried a bunch <laughs> of stuff in there, too. She got buried awfully fast. Yes, she did. That's all I'm saying. Okay. But anyway, now... enough, enough crappy news. Let's do some fun stuff. You guys, guess what season it is? The High Holy Day of Hollyweird is a coming, and Oscar nominations have been announced. So exciting. And so, so we're going to talk about who we're rooting for. Neither of us have seen very much of the films well, One um, I've yet. seen what we saw together, which was Elvis. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I actually rewatched that later. Because my, my yeah. sound crapped out halfway yeah. through, and that's kind of an important part of that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so for me, the only three best pictures I've seen so far are Top Gun Maverick, Elvis, and the Banshees of Inisherin. Oh, you have seen? 
The Banshees of Inishirin? Yes. I really want to see that. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's on Netflix. I think it is so, too, yeah, yeah, you can see that. Here's the thing, though. Of these three movies, I'm, I'm not on board with any of them as best pictures. Really? I loved Top Gun Maverick. I actually think it was better than the original. That's what honestly. a lot of people have said. I really enjoyed it. And I love that they had Val Kilmer in it. He, he, yeah, he looked good, you know what I mean, considering how ill he is. And I loved, I loved the story. And it was a super good, super fun movie. But is it a best picture? I don't right, know. right. Banshees of Sharon was fascinating, but at the same time, I'm like, if these were two, the story is two lifelong friends and one decides he doesn't want to be friends anymore because the guy's dull. <laughs> but I'm like, they live on an, uh, uh, an island off the coast of Ireland and nobody, there's like 10 people in the whole village. Like uh, you're all dull. So why are you complaining? And I'm like, if it wasn't placed in Ireland with their beautiful brogue accents would that there, you have to movie? watch, like if it was two dudes in Iowa, would I have cared? Right. No, you know. Would there be a there there? Yeah, and yeah. the act and the performances are are spectacular. Like I've, Colin Farrell is just kind of heartbreak heartbreaking. Honestly. I love him anyway. He can do yeah. no wrong in my book. Yeah. I really do. He's a love great him. actor. This is probably one of my favorite things I've seen him in. But is it a whole Best Picture? No. And then Elvis, Elvis is Baz. <laughs> Yeah. And Baz. Baz was less Bazzy in this, I think, than all of his other things. But I just, I, I just am not on board with it being a Best Picture nomination. Interesting. So, well, yeah. one interesting note about Banshees of Inishirin is mm -hmm. Barry Keegan, who is in there. Okay. Uh, this is a great story. He was in foster care. Oh, the kid! Yes! And I just heard about this the other day that he was in foster care his whole life. He, yeah. he was bounced from... His mother was a drug addict. He said he, the part of Dublin that he grew up, drugs hit hard. Mm -hmm. His mother was a drug addict and died at 30. So he oh. and his brother were in foster care and were bounced from 13 different homes. Mm -hmm. And then when he was 17, he saw an ad for actors in a, in a Dublin store window. He called... Whoa. And he got a part in a very small Irish crime drama that he did, and it didn't come out for like two years, so he never acted. And then he started getting small things like in a soap opera, mm -hmm. and then his first big break was Dunkirk. Oh, really? Which I haven't seen. And then okay. he did with Colin Farrell and Nicole Kidman, he did Killing of a Deer or something about Killing okay. a Deer. I don't know. Um, that everybody he was acclaimed in. And he's been dubbed like the scene stealer. Oh, um, he is. He like, Yeah. I love that his character. Everybody is like, whatever, he you just want to watch him. Mm -hmm. Anyway, his next film he has the lead in, and he's okay. very excited to not be a scene stealer and to carry the movie. So <laughs> well, that's awesome. I read a lovely little article about yeah. him. He's up for best supporting, right? Correct. Like that is that the one? Okay, he's I like him, but I'm rooting for Ki He Kwan. From Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've got to watch that. I have to see that, too. Yeah, that, I'm dying to see that. But right now, Maybe it's a we'll $20. Let's do that Friday night. But it's a $20 I'll, rental. I'll pop for it. Yeah, we'll see. Well, I might... Well, put a pin in that. We'll okay. talk about that later. So, yeah, right now, for me, for Best Picture, I'm, I'm rooting for Everything Everywhere All at Once because I just, you know... My girlfriend's in it. Your and girlfriend? she got nominated. Michelle Yeoh? Yes. Oh, I don't remember you talking about her. Oh, she's my new one. Didn't we talk about that last time? I don't she, know. She's, she's in the list with Mariska Hargitay and, oh, okay. and Queen Latifah well, now she's beautiful. And she's been, you know, she's been working steadily since, for decades. And so I'm all, well, first of all, I'm for an Asian sweep yep. on this, this year's Oscars because, you know, there's 
plenty to be said about, you know, black and brown people that aren't getting the opportunities that they deserve. And that's getting better. But I've always felt that in Hollywood, um, the Asians really get the most bum rap yeah. of, you know, the, the worst deal of them all. And so I just love... For so many years, they weren't even played by Asians. They were played right? by white people with horrific accents and makeup jobs. Yes, exactly. I mean, the same thing with black and brown people. We can't discount that either. But no, mm-hmm. I agree with you. And yeah. I, frankly, I thought Michelle Yeoh was, should have been up for the uh, supporting uh, in... Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, Oh, Crouching Tiger. And then Crouching Tiger. Yeah. I actually looked up. I was like, is this her first nomination or did she get one for Crouching Tiger? And I guess she didn't. No. And and she did all her own stunts in in that. Well, yeah. And then I was watching a, like a making of that movie or whatever. And I didn't love the movie because I'm not about martial arts. I just didn't really love it. it. Yeah. But she was talking about speaking in Cantonese where if you put an inflection on the wrong part of the word, it means something entirely different. So, and she apparently doesn't naturally speak Cantonese. She She had to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And so she had to be very careful. And she's like, they were showing the scene of a conversation between her and the main lead guy or whatever. And she has such subtle inflections in her facial expressions because the culture is very, you can't, overtly express right. your interest and stuff. And so she was like, I had to be so careful. It was such a tightrope of her exp- trying to f- show in her face what she felt without crossing a line culturally. And then, but not messing up the Cantonese because she doesn't want to say bread instead of heart or something, right. you know? That's interesting. And so I was just like, and, and that just made me think, um, what a great, great, great actor she is. And I'm so excited for her for me this. Me too. And, and I oh really my gosh. hope she takes and it. And imagine, okay, so having to do that much subtlety with your acting, and then you have to learn martial arts and do your own stunts. Right. Yeah. In <laughs> wow. those very fancy <laughs> wraparound <laughs> outfits, too. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> just, just give we her. We are not worthy of her. We are not worthy are of not. her. Yeah, I'm really excited for, for her being nominated for that. And I'm also, of course, excited about Best Supporting Actor in the same movie with Kihi Kwan because yeah. of, what was his name? Short, short something? Yeah, in, in Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. I can't think yeah. of the name of it. And I love that he won the Globe and thanked Steven Spielberg. Oh, no. And that was so sweet. Supporting Actress. Now, I love that there are two Asian women in this. Stephanie Su for Everything Everywhere. And then Hong Chu Chow for The Whale. But I'm kind of, I won't be mad at that, but I'm kind of, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, her first Oscar ever. I know. I know. You know that speech is going to rock if she wins. So I'm kind of leaning toward my, you know, she's a freaking national treasure. So she I kind of want to, you know, support her in that. Is there anything else that you no, have? I have several. I, I have several. I please, no, do, because I haven't seen a lot. No, I, unfortunately, I got mm. caught up on those shootings and yeah. the, so you get all the light stuff. Oh, yay me. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm just also, and this, again, I haven't seen many of these things. I'm just looking at a list and going, oh, I'm, I'm rooting for this person until such time as I can see the films and maybe have my mind changed. But like director, I found it interesting that James Cameron was not, nominated avatar, yeah. even though avatar was yeah and my feeling is at this point in his career he invents shit right to be able to make his movies right yeah so i kind of feel like he sh- doesn't matter i don't care if you don't like the guy we all know he's a dick right but give him he should be nominated for best director yeah. you know for, for that alone 
I'm rooting, of course, for Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert for everything, everywhere, all at once. Because again, I said I want an Asian sweep. Animated films. I think Guillermo, Guillermo del... I can't say Guillermo his del name Toro. right. My tongue gets so twisted. Yes. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro for Pinocchio because it stopped action. And he was talking about how one scene took three months. And I'm like... I just can't imagine who else you would give it right, to, you right. know, from a work perspective. Although Turning Red is supposed to be really good, and I really want to see that. I believe it's about young ladies when they get their period. Yeah, I think and stuff. it is. And yeah. so I really want to see that. Last two things. The adapted screenplay. I found it interesting that Top Gun Maverick is nominated as an adapted screenplay. Huh. I'm like, adapted from what? The original movie? Like, Maybe. So I'm, I'm curious to dig into that more and see why. But I'm rooting for the Glass Onion Knives Out because it's loved it. so good. I loved Such it. a great movie. I loved that movie. I do want to see All Quiet on the Western Front because I loved that book. Loved oh, that book. Yeah. So I do want to see that. That's and again, one of the that's few a available. Netflix too. Yeah. There's a bunch that are, and I really just need to do that. Yeah. Um, but I did see, I haven't seen the movie, but I did see the making of The Fablemans. And now mm. I just am, I just want to, you know, yeah. love on that too. I was talking about that film with friends last night and just interesting. I was trying to get him not to give so much away. I was like, I don't want your ideas in my head when I watch this film. But so, of course, I want to see it because I'm just we'll, interested. We'll report back when we've seen some more of these. But we were just so excited about the nomination. Yes. But we'll definitely, you'll hear us talk and I'm sure we'll do an entire Oscar show. As we do yes. after our, after we watch. Maybe they'll do one that we film so we can wear gowns again. We did that one year. Oh, we year. did we, do that one year. Gowns. That's the only gown I own though. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, know, I don't think I have another one either. But anyway, so yeah, just very, the last one, original screenplay, of course, I'm uh, rooting for everything everywhere all at once. So yay but, yeah so we'll see who you know we'll what see are what your happens. thoughts yeah uh, tell us what have you seen i know backing. a lot of you are film people so we want to hear what you've seen what you um feel and who you're rooting for oh and a side note to our super fan sue thatcher <laughs> who sent me a shit ton of cookies mm -hmm. that she baked and they were delicious and mm -hmm. i did share them mm -hmm. um that's darcy saying mm -hmm. and our <laughs> friend millie even took some home twice Oh, um, I think I have two left and uh, <laughs> you are responsible for like an extra three quarters of an inch of my ass. So that's your so Thank you. They were delicious, but I made yes, them laugh. Thank you. <laughs> Let's close out the show with some weird stuff that happened in the month of January. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Weird news. So this is truly weird. On January 9th in Kiev, a surgeon removed an unexploded grenade from a 28-year-old soldier's chest cavity. Holy crap. Yeah. It was just below his heart. <gasps> and two sappers, which are a term for military engineering soldiers, were on hand to neutralize it directly after. They couldn't use electrocoagulation, which is what they do to control bleeding, during the surgery because they were afraid oh. it would detonate the freaking oh grenade. Oh my gosh, so they couldn't cauterize it or anything. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Until they got it out. Oh, oh. So there's no word on how it got there yet. 
but the a dare gone wrong. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, this is a soldier and they're at war right now. So I'm, a, yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody tossed it just really so hard. Yeah. So hard. And I'm like, put him on a baseball team, whoever that was maybe, but um, <laughs> the soldier lived and he's going to undergo rehab. And that is just like one of the surgeons was saying, we think this is going to go in the, down in the books because like, how do you do surgery without being able to stop bleeding? bleeding yeah. And a so lot of suction. Wow. Good for them. Miracle workers wow. right do there. Do you hear that? Eiders of uh, Grey's Anatomy. That's going to be in the <laughs> next. <laughs> you know, they got only one season left. You better work that in there quick. <laughs> so yeah, I just thought that was a crazy story and I wanted to share that. Also in other news in Brunswick, New Jersey, on this side of the pond, a 29-year-old female posed as a teenager to enroll in high school. <laughs> Why, for the love of God? I know. Why would anybody want to go back to high school? But she used false documents to enroll and managed to get through about four days of classes before getting caught. Okay, so schools in New Jersey are immediately required to enroll an unaccompanied kid. They don't have to have proof of guardianship. Oh. So with falsified documentations, right, she right. was able to do that. I, I imagine that's probably for perhaps unhoused kids or, or something like that. Or undocumented yeah. kids, yeah. And then after they're enrolled, though, they have to they have 30 days to provide identity information. There's no motive yet. They don't know why yet. So that was like, that pisses me off about wow. the story. I'm like, why? But she managed and well, I feel she like I've heard now. stories about people doing that so they could like, be on the baseball team or like have their glory days again. I've heard yeah. that, but wow. Yeah. I want to know her skincare routine because if she's <laughs> right? 29 and she could pass as a high schooler. Exactly. So last little story here. Sorry, go ahead. I just think of uh, what's her face and never been kissed. Drew Barrymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're pretty sure this girl isn't, this wasn't like a, Oh, what else was it? Was it 21 Jump Street? They sent them into yeah, poses exactly. high schoolers yeah. and stuff. So we're pretty sure she's not a, Undercover. a fed or anything yeah. like that. Last little goofy story. And this cracks me up because this reminds me of something that happened when I was little. The, the, the headline read, Aggressive Turkey Causes Chaos in Minnesota Neighborhood. <laughs> Because of course it does. Because of course it does. <laughs> oh my gosh, so, there's a turkey on oh my lawn. <laughs> oh my gosh. So in Minnesota, this turkey shows up at a mobile home park in Coon Rapids. <laughs> it gets as better and better. Well, just wait. It, as part of a flock of turkeys. But apparently the rest of the flock takes off after a couple of weeks, but this guy stays around. And he's getting increasingly aggressive. Children have to carry sticks to the school bus stop. They <laughs> come after them and try to attack them. And this is a quote from one of the residents. This turkey attacks me every single day. <laughs> Follows me, goes up my stairs, and tries to get into my house. When I leave in my car, it runs after the car. <laughs> Somebody's got to do something about this turkey, right? eh? <laughs> Uh, you know, somebody's gonna, they're, they're going to shoot it and they're going to have dinner is what's going to happen. But oh so the residents God. actually called the, here's what gets me though. The residents called the department of natural resources for help. And they said, just keep it from finding food. Oh, <laughs> apparently just let it starve <coughs> to death. Exactly. The wildlife manager said the department of natural resources is reluctant to remove nuisance turkeys 
Apparently this is a consistent thing because they just cause trouble elsewhere. Moving the turkey is its last resort. (coughs) Excuse me, guys. Got a little tickle. A little turkey in your throat. (laughs) A little waddle. A little little itch in my waddle. I can't believe that they're like, oh, no, we're not going to move it because then they're just going to upset some other neighbors. Right. Because, yeah, and then... Let's just starve it to death, which means it's going to get more aggressive. You know what I mean? It's going to get hangry. Going to try and eat the kids (laughs) now. So, yeah, you know what's going to happen. Somebody's going to shoot that turkey and they're going to eat well and have a good dinner, little barbecue or something like that. But this reminded me of this goose. Coon River. Coon Rapids Rapids, Mobile Home Park in Minnesota. (laughs) But it reminds me of this goose that lived up the street from us when we were kids. One of my friends. Uh, had there were several kids my age that lived on the street and we'd be at each other's houses, you know, intermittently. And but if you went up to the Krzeski house, Laura Krzeski's goose, man, that goose hated everybody. <laughs> she would come running out of the garage, <laughs> flapping her wings and start pecking at you. And we're like, when you're eight years old, that's terrifying. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So yeah, it just reminded me. That of is hilarious. That crazy goose. Hilarious. So anyway, oh there we go. Oh my gosh! We so told you. Fun to be back. We ended it fun for you guys. So, um, we want to hear from you. Yes. Let us know what your Oscar picks are. Um, what are your thoughts on the Tyree Nichols? Uh, whatever else. Mm, documents, um, crazy turkeys. We're always, always <laughs> up for show ideas. And mm-hmm. ask us anything. We want questions. Yeah. Questions. We should check our, we should check our email. Maybe there are yeah, questions in there. <laughs> I forget that exists. So, yeah, there will be tons. Thank <laughs> you all. We're so glad to be back. And yes. we will keep you abreast of uh, HipGate and uh, Marketing <laughs> Gate. And yes. uh, we love you for following us. In the meantime, stay safe, stay sane. And healthy and hopeful. You've been listening to And Another Thing with Darcy and Kelly. If you enjoyed the show, please tell a friend or leave a review on the platform you're listening at. You can follow us online on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Another Thing TV. Thanks, Thanks for, for your, your support. support.